0: Mr. Waller, I've offered this man a lot of money to do this, okay? Because it's worth it to me. However, I don't care if I end up penniless. I don't care if I have to spend my life savings. I will see to it that you end up in the hospital for one week, Mr. Waller. Do
1: you understand me? <laughs> I need me a Japanese. Ah! <laughs> I love it! I love it! I'm going to meet people from everywhere! I need me a Japanese! I don't have to defend the title of right. I'm here, and I'm going to be here until I feel like I want to leave. And if you don't like me being here, train to be a professional wrestler, get in this ring, and I'll beat you like I own you. Hey there, folks. Welcome to Talking Tourneys episode number two. I am one of your hosts, Sam DiMaggio. Joining me, per usual, is the other host of Talking Tourneys, Dan Rice. Dan, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, man. How about you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. This week, we are going to be discussing one of the most notable tournaments in professional wrestling history, Super Cup 94.
0: I would say slightly more relevant historically than our last tournament.
1: Who's to say? Yeah. Tournament of sure. Death 3? Banned my ass. Band my ass. Yes. Sorry, 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 sorry did not mean to leave that out yes so we got that going for us then we're gonna be talking about super jacob 94 so what is your kind of experience with super jacob 94 since it is sort of a pretty notable tournament when did you first see it
0: this is i'm not alone in this probably my second uh, tape I traded for that was a uh, Japanese tape. It was this, and it was King of the Death Matches. And uh, I, at the time, remember thinking it was the coolest thing ever. Um, you know, it's like because I'm familiar with Liger and Benoit and Malenko, and this just blew my mind. This is this is the gateway drug. This is what, and you know, in some ways, ruined my life. <laughs> I don't know because once I started doing this, it was just. I, I told the story on uh, Desert Island Comp with you that I convinced my mom somehow. It's crazy. We were a poor family, but I convinced her that if I had enough money, I could buy the money order and she would send it in the mail to some strange man who would send me VHS tapes. And she was okay with that.
1: That is wild to me. Couldn't be me. Could it I be remember
0: me? being, I was probably. See, it's probably nine or ten the, f- the first time i like was sitting in the post office waiting to buy my money order so i could slip it in the envelope and be like here we go And, and anywhere from a week to two months someone will hopefully send me some tapes <laughs>
1: uh yeah i can't say that's been my same experience so what is your history with super jacob this is my first time watching the show period oh whoa I have it's never seen Super Cheat Cup 94. I hold off at anything that feels notable to the point where I'm just like, I'm past the point in my fandom where this is worth. This is not a novelty. I'm positive of it at this point in watching. It will just feel probably similar to what I've watched before to some extent. So I tell you not to worry about that too much. But That also just meant I never went back and like just did the work of watching this for, for real. So this is the first one, first time.
0: That, that is exciting. I was about to tell a story, but I realize now that it's about Super J Cup ninety five, just because I remember going on high spots when high spots first be- like was first becoming a thing, or I first discovered the website because you could buy the DVD set of that and it had a nice cover, and I gifted it to a friend who liked Chris Jericho, and I thought you're so you're so lucky. You're so lucky you have me as a friend. (laughs) And then he came to school after the next day. He goes, "Did you know they only speak Japanese on there?"
1: (laughs) And you're like, "Yeah." I was like, "That's cool." Yeah,
0: yeah. You didn't like it. He's like, "I didn't watch it." I went, "Oh,
1: okay." Damn. (laughs) Rip. Friendship over. Yeah, I that you guys got to get the insane clown posse to to do that. Do commentary for all. Japanese professional wrestling shows. I remember when I received in a brown paper bag from my high school history teacher. Copy of Strangle Mania on VHS.
0: It's always the history
1: teachers. Always oh, the history teachers. They're just fucking weirdos. <laughs> and I just remember bringing that home and then having to explain to my mom. Yeah, we got to go into the attic. I need a VHS player. And then here's the what I want to watch. It's Mick Foley bleeding a whole bunch. And then sl- seeing Clown Posse just doing the, the dirt worst commentary you could imagine, but with charm. So they should have done that for Super J Cup 94. I would have paid good money for that.
0: <laughs> it's funny you said go in the attic and get a VHS player. This was before I moved down here. It was probably so was six years ago. I'm still in Cleveland. My boss comes in the office and is talking about how he's like, I'm on, you know, I'm on eBay. I'm trying to buy a, v- a VCR. It's like, you can't get them anywhere anymore. And I was like. I have three in my closet.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: And he was like, "Why?" And I was like, "Well, I, I don't want to tell you. I will bring a VCR. I'm like, I'll bring you. You don't combo. need to know. I'll bring you a DVD VCR combo, and you can have it.
1: Do you want it or not, guy? Don't ask <laughs> questions. Yeah, that's. You can't tell anyone about that. But we're gonna get into it. We're going to, back to 1994, April 16th, 1994. New Japan, I was going to do a little bit of digging this week into old wrestling observers. I don't think Dave Meltzer knows how to format anything because I'm going through months. Also, it's just a different time. So I'm just going through months and months and weeks and weeks of newsletters trying to find out more information about this tournament. It's all just piecemealed throughout months and weeks as the TV show leaks... Or not leaks, but starts circulating. There's highlights on a different program that starts circulating. Then it's like eventually the commercial tape of the actual event comes out. But it just takes fucking forever. Just like I'm not I'm not reading this much Dave Meltzer unless I'm getting truly paid for it. So go to the uh, at WDKWPN on Twitter, click our link, go to our coffee and donate. So that I feel motivated to read Dave Meltzer.
0: Now I read what he wrote about it before it happened, and there's nothing really noteworthy. I mean, it's, it is noteworthy. It's sold out weeks in advance, um, but you're right that when it aired, it aired in pieces. It wasn't like here's the event. It was like we're airing this match and this match.
1: Yeah, and essentially like, hey, like we did this, did well with this. Let's do a heavyweight version of this. Um. Which doesn't make much sense to me since they've done the G1 in a one-night tournament format before, to my knowledge. So, who's to say? Who's to say? But, let's get into the field. How about that? Let's do it. I'm going to run through it just, and then what can do individual thoughts as, in the roundabout way. First up, representing New Japan Pro Wrestling, Black Tiger, played by Eddie Guerrero. Representing New Japan Pro Wrestling, Dean Malenko. Interesting choice in his representation. Representing New Japan Pro Wrestling, Al Samurai. Representing Wrestle Association, R. War, uh, Gato. Representing Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling, Hayabusa. Representing New Japan Pro Wrestling, Jushin Liger. Representing a promotion I had never heard of before, Social Progress Wrestling Federation, Masayoshi Motei. Uh, representing CMLL, Negro Casas. Representing FMW, Ricky Fuji. Representing New Japan Pro Wrestling, Sinjiro Otani. Representing Michinoko Pro, Super Delphin. Representing M-Pro, Takam Michinoko, and Graces Hosuke, And representing New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wild Pegasus, Your Friend and Mine, Chris Benoit. Oh, we're going to be talking a lot about Chris Benoit this evening. It feels like that should probably be somewhere in here.
0: Once you said the field, we should acknowledge it. Yeah,
1: Yeah, we should acknowledge Chris Benoit. He did kill his wife and child. So uh, if you don't want to hear us talk about Chris Benoit in some likely positive lights at times, I don't know, skip around, turn it off. I will not begrudge you for that decision. Also, no, anyone anyone
0: chooses not to watch Chris Benoit. I mean, I, I respect that completely. Yeah, he's he's disgusting and a terrible human. Yeah, in the story,
1: but he's also in Super J Cup '94, which we've watched. So unfortunately, yes. we're contractually obligated this evening to talk about him. Um, well, here we go. How are we feeling about this this field going in? Because I had no recollection of who was in this.
0: It makes you feel bad for Motegi.
1: Mm, why is that?
0: I mean, I just—I'm sure he had a fine career, but just this is—everyone else is a Hall of Famer.
1: Right, yeah, Ricky Fuji, so, Hall of Famer.
0: Well, okay. Yeah. Mm. I forgot about it. Hall of Fame hair.
1: Hall of Fame hair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good names in here. Uh, Gato ain't gonna win many votes from Moa. That's just me.
0: I mean, uh, Hall of Fame for influence.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, you're gonna welcome to the W N Hall of Fame. Go Follow the at. Uh, W-O-N-H-O-F-Tracker on Twitter. Shout-outs to JML. But, yeah. Yeah, this is a influence. We'll go with that. Interesting to have. I've never seen Eddie under the Black Tiger mask. So that was an interesting change-up. I'm surprised Dean Malenko is representing New Japan Pro Wrestling. I would have to go reference Cage Match. He doesn't feel like he'd be a New Japan pro wrestling, New Japan regular. Um. But maybe I'm just dead wrong there. Yeah, I mean, I can't
0: remember how often he was in New Japan at that point, but it does, like, when you think of Dean Malenko, New Japan's not the one that you think of. I mean, I, obviously, WCW, and then I consider him an All Japan guy just because of was teaming with his brother so much.
1: Yeah, it feels like there was a WCW oh. relationship. Why didn't they manage that?
0: Going on Cage Match, though, I would have been dead wrong. He wrestled more for New Japan than he did for All Japan.
1: God bless. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So that's the field. Mishinoka Pro behind New Japan. New Japan, obviously, the home promotion. So they're going to have the biggest part of the field. But three folks from M-Pro. That's a a sizable impact on a 16-person field. Again, this is a one-night tournament. Any other thoughts on the field before we kind of hop into our opening and then opening contest? I think
0: we hop into it and talk about it as we get to it.
1: All right. Sounds good. I... Like the little, as we start the show, I watched this on the Internet Archive, as one does, and I very much enjoyed the little graphics when these folks were going down to the ring to do that pre-tournament. Everyone poses, takes pictures with the big trophy. Uh, it just has a very classy look to it, and you don't see it much nowadays. Of just like, okay, let's make this classy. Let's make this look upscale, like a little fine dining experience. So. I was a fan. I was a fan.
0: Yeah, it's a production. It's a big to do.
1: It works. It's a big to do. Yeah. We start out with Dean Malenko versus Gato. Dan, hop into it. Give me your thoughts here.
0: Like baby Gato looks so weird. Uh, I mean, I think arguably he looks is a better look now than he did back then, which is just funny because it's been you know twenty years.
1: Yeah, uh, he definitely got thirty in shape. years.
0: Um, I liked it. I liked it way more than I was starting. I'm not, I was at the time. I'm not now a Dean Malenko guy. Uh, not a guy I want to revisit usually, but it was great. I mean, everything Dean did is smooth. Uh, Gato looked good. Um, it was a, it was a really good opener, a really good first round opening match.
1: Yeah. I thought this was, uh, I thought this was okay. Uh, Dean Malenko, I think things may have turned the corner on him. Like it feels like maybe. He gets a little too much flack nowadays. Um, just because I think he does have some some fun stuff in him. And honest to goodness, he was never he never treated like a true, genuine, huge star in the way that Eddie and Benoit would be. So that I think is kind of my uh tolerance for some of his bullshittery uh, stoicism is I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. He does some fun stuff here. So, you know, with his kind of pudge and just his, it's a look. It's a look. It's uh it's an all right match. I, I didn't hate this for sure.
0: Um, they shook hands at the beginning code of honor. I mean, you, this was, this was a 2003 ring of honor match. Yeah. I mean, I mean you saw the influence I like, get, you know, all those indie workers watched this.
1: Yeah. A bunch of nerds bunch of nerds i think uh, my favorite moment of the entire match was dean doing like a perfectly executed training school sort of spot where he does the drop down but it's late to get up gets bumped by ghetto on the with a shoulder tackle that knocks them both down but he just does it into one smooth motion that's just like oh this is just one of those things that they teach you at school like okay you're gonna do this one move just perfectly it's not going to be a big splashy. All you just got to do is be able to drop down, get up, and have someone run into you real real quick. So it, it wasn't even like a big fancy spot that blew that made me go, oh, hey, that's neat. But yeah, that was kind of my favorite moment of the match.
0: On my notes, I have written down, everything Dean Malenko does is smooth.
1: Yes, yes. And sometimes that's not my favorite thing. But I think in times it's like, oh, that's just like a perfectly executed little moment that he was likely very happy to have done.
0: Um, and then getting to the finish felt really bad for Gato with that kick out. He had a nice power slam one, two, three. Dean kicks out at three. I don't know if that is just some bullshittery
1: or if there's a reason behind it. Dean's got to keep that heat on. You know, got to stay strong. Not, lo- not going down to Gato in round one, looking like absolute dog shit. So good for him, really. He's got that Bobby Fish in him. Gato, more of a Hall of Famer than CM Punk. Next match, unless you have anything else you want to say.
0: No, I think we ended on that.
1: All right, Super Delphin versus Otani. I like this match quite a bit. I know this is real good. Uh, Otani is just, he rocks. He does everything I want pretty much out of a professional wrestler. Just high, great impact. and Everything he does really puts his opponent through the ringer whenever he gets his hands on him. And then Delphin is kind of just like, a little fun, little guy. A little fun, little dude. You know, there's not much to it other than, hey, how you doing? So that's me. That's me. What are your thoughts, Dan?
0: I think I wrote down that Otani wrestles as cool as Delphin looks.
1: Yes, that's good.
0: Uh, like it's polar opposite. Delphin comes out, he looks amazing. He looks fun, and then Otani's just in the black, you know, trunks and boots, and is an ass kicker. is great. I didn't love Delphin selling in this. Um it was mostly non-existent it felt like uh, i know joseph on twitter is diving deep in the super dolphin he didn't he didn't win me over here didn't win me over no. i think that's fair that's I think fair. the the wrong guy went over in my mind
1: yeah i think dolphin's got moves in his arsenal but also did feel like during that finishing stretch i'm like there's some things that i out of order in my brain and then the finish sort of just just happens it feels like um, with him hitting the dolphin DDT, which is a swing DDT out of the corner, then the dolphin clutch, which is just a fancy sort of pin—not even a pin combination, just a fancy-looking pin—but yeah, yeah, I I thought this was really good. I think, but I totally get what you're saying that dolphin is not really the impressive part of this equation here. Anything else you want to kind of hammer here? We got a lot of show to go through, but don't want to give your man, Super Delphin, short shrift here. No,
0: I mean, I didn't think he was horrible. I just thought Otani clearly looked better. It was it was a really fun match, though. It, yeah. Otani's good enough that it was fun.
1: Yep, absolutely. Next up, Black Tiger versus Taka mm-hmm. Michinoku. What are your thoughts, Dan? Uh, I love this.
0: Um, Taka call him baby ghetto Taka looks like a little baby he's so baby faced in this um eddie in the in the black tiger is not what he will become but he is already so good um he hits that sling uh, slingshot senton that he does his whole career and it already looks perfect um chris powerbomb after that i think and as eddie is just he just kicks Taka's ass and it's just really fun
1: yeah, I I probably a little lower on this match. Feels like we're going kind of back and forth of what we're liking and what we're not liking, which is fun. Um, but I thought this was pretty good, decent. Uh, I think Tacha, Taka was my favorite part of the match. And like you said, looking like a real youngster out there. Yeah, it's so weird because he comes across as like totally at the moment of this era and yet looks totally out of place. Like, oh, he should be... One of the guys in 2000, 2000 and early 2000s, rather than someone working the biggest tournament in junior wrestling in 1994. So it feels like a man has, who's done some time traveling to get here. There are some like sort of miscues that felt like in the kind of middle of the match here, uh, sort of like in sequence. Otherwise, I wouldn't really give them too much mind. And Eddie looks sort of visibly frustrated to some extent, not someone that is caring all that much about botches, but I don't love kind of that feeling like a wrestler is mad at themselves in the course of a professional wrestling match. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, Eddie busts out some power bombs, like you said, though. He really takes me to woodshed on one of these. So I will take that every day of the week.
0: Yeah, my biggest issue with the batch. I know the point you're talking about. My biggest issue was I love talking it. Eh? His dive was beautiful. He looked great. I never bought him winning. Like, none of his near falls work. And maybe that's just, maybe I, because I know Eddie wins. I don't know. It just, it never felt like, you know, believable that I thought this is going to, this is going to be the finish.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, it almost actually feels like a very similar structure into a lot of the previous match where Otani sort of dominates that match, but gets dropped on his head and gets a DAT clutch. He's he's out. That. It feels like the second this match feels like a play on that in some ways. We're like, okay, Black Tiger is gonna dominate, but is Taka gonna come back and sneak it out? He does not. But I think there was definitely some of that going on. Um, and sort of, if you never bought into Taka, then it's really probably hard to do that. I, just, I guess I was bought. I was totally bought into Otami. and didn't know the results. So to have that happen sort of made me question. What happened going forward.
0: Yeah. Uh, my only last thought would be that Eddie wins with a swinging DDT, I believe. And it looks awesome, which most swinging DDTs do not.
1: Yes. Yeah. That said, should have had agent for this tournament. Two swinging DDTs. Back to back. Get yeah, together. Definitely. Get together. Amateur hour. Amateur hour. <laughs> um, but yeah. Fun match for me. Really good for you. Let's go on to the next match. El Samurai versus Masayoshi Motegi. I have no ability to pronounce names, so apologize. Dan, where are you coming in on this one?
0: I think it's impressive in a tournament with Ricky Fuji to have the scummiest first round match not involve him.
1: That's real. That's fair.
0: Yeah. Um El Samurai is great. He feels like the one that maybe of this tournament is a little lost of time. Like maybe not enough people know El Samurai or have revisited El Samurai, but um, he's got great strikes in this. Uh, I, I thought it was a good match.
1: Yeah, going through the GWE threads on PWO for El Samurai does not treat him too well. But every time I see him, I'm like, oh, no, he rocks. What are we talking about here? But I'm sure if I do the dive, I'll see something. But until then, he rocks, kicks butt. Motegi, I don't know. He just feels like someone out of his depth <laughs> to a degree.
0: Yeah, um, I would he, agree with that. He just, had one spot. He was in a Boston Crab, I think. And he did push-ups before he rolled out of it.
1: That, yes, that's good. That's good. That's what you want. I think his best mode though, is like his first spot. The first spot of the, very, of the match. His tope. Just absolutely demolishes Samurai. But then it's like he immediately follows that up by goofing on getting to the top turnbuckle to do his crossbody. So it's just like, oh, man, that's your that you peaked. You peaked so early here. But also Samurai, he looks pretty good here. Not as good as I think he'll he'll look later in the tournament, but pretty good to start off.
0: Now this had way more miscommunications than the last match, in my opinion. There was a, a drop kick spot, I think, and just a lot of spots that were definitely a little—they were—they were not on the same page.
1: No, that said, I felt like El Samurai just did not care about Motegi to really have that shake him to any degree. Um, where I think that previous match, my issue is more so with Eddie, just like seemed like oh, I get what oh, you're saying. Eddie's,
0: Eddie's response, like Eddie was yeah. upset, where El Samurai was at at worst amused.
1: Yeah, he's just like, you know what? This guy, never gonna see him again. We're gonna, he's gonna be a professional wrestler maybe for the next twenty, he could be next wrestler for the next 20 years. This is probably where he tops out. So let's have at it. Um Yeah, I had nothing. I thought I was gonna say something, but no, I'm uh, I'm all set <laughs> here. Yeah, same. All right, moving on. Nigro Costas versus Ricky Fuji. I I just feel bad for Costas. Feels like, man, really should be able to shove out during this tournament. And Ricky Fuji with his fucking hair, beautiful hair, just not that talented. And it feels a little a little rough, all things considered. Uh, Kostas tries, but just not a lot of meat on these bones. Dan, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I have almost next to nothing on this. It's just, uh, it's really sad because I bet a lot of people this is their first Viewing are Casas. This is maybe their only viewing if they're just watching this match. Yeah. And he's worst, I don't know, top 25 all time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think kicking out of the uh, stroll is racist. So that's, <laughs> you can't have that happen to him. That just is fucked up.
0: I don't remember this tournament as well as I thought I did because I was like, there's no way Ricky Fuji goes over, does he? And he does. And I was like, that's, that's Onita. That's got to be Onita. I'm mad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was not ideal. But it's whatever. Fuji wins with a tiger driver. Just sort of it just sort of happens. Like it's not a spot that gets built to. It's just like <laughs> yeah, All right, is... time to finish this off. Let's go. Not even a cool one. Just a real uh, whatever. I got nothing more here. You want got anything or we're gonna move on to our next it's,
0: one? It's just it's almost too slight of a match for Ricky Fuji to look that bad and there was nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is again, no meat on these bones. It's sort of just Breezes by, not in like my favorite way. It just sort of happens. It's like, <laughs> all right, six minutes is just going to occur in my life. Uh, moving on. Jushin Liger versus Hayabusa. Dan, what are your thoughts?
0: Um, I think this is Hayabusa's first time in the gimmick in Japan, which is noteworthy. And my, these guys are stars. Like this, this is a big match. And the crowd's into it. And, I mean, there's a there's a lot that Hayabusa doesn't hit perfectly, but it works. That's that's part of it, you know. That's part of the experience. And that uh, the the dive he hits the Topekan Hilo, I think it is at the beginning when he's in the full getup, is just iconic. It's such a beautiful
1: moment. I thought he was a fucking coward for it. <laughs> I was like, oh, you you bastard! Liger's just trying to be a like a, a a fine upstanding gentleman, and this guy just Jumping him before the bell, messed up, messed up. I thought this was good. I don't think I, I didn't. I knew this was supposed to be a big match, but I also like don't have any affinity for Hayabusa. Unfortunately, I want to because he looks cool. And some of his spots just like look cool. It's like, oh hey, he's flying through the air like a a, a violent blue herring,
0: but. Uh. I think all Hayabusa moment uh, matches work way better as low quality music videos. I'm downloading off of file sharing. Hell I'm yeah, saying.
1: yeah, that's they, that's they work how it goes. great. As that,
0: um, he hits or he doesn't hit. He botches a diving rana that would have been sweet if he hit it. That's got to count for something.
1: Yeah, it would have been. It would have been sweet. <laughs> would have been freaking sweet. Unfortunately, doesn't. uh but yeah, I don't have a ton of things to say. I feel like the match at times feels a little chuggy, where it's like, okay, stop and go. But Once they get into those grooves, it's good. But then they'll, like, there's moments where it's just like, okay, let's readjust and get where we need to go. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hayabusa face plants in a moonsault, and then Liar kills him with a lyre bomb, which rocks. Uh... <laughs> Another nasty power bomb just kind of helps get us to our finish of the Fisherman Buster to seal the deal from Liger. I think it's a pretty nice way to finish us off here.
0: Yeah, I think it's good. It works as it establishes Liger like for the tournament. Not that he needed establishing, but it does a good job of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Liger's going to do some real rude shit at points in this tournament. So good to see him get that going here. All right, anything else before we move on to our next match? Nope. We're moving on to the second round then. Super Delphin versus Gato. I, would not, I do not have strong feelings about this match. I watched it at 1.5 times, and it still felt a little <laughs> slow. Um, yeah, I Delphin does not have the greatest of tournaments. I don't think Gato, in my mind, has the greatest of tournaments. So this is sort of just like, oh, wow. We're, how is this match happening this way to me? But what are your thoughts?
0: Like, my thoughts are it could have been Gato versus Otani.
1: Could have been. Should have been.
0: Yeah. I mean, I had problems with Delphin selling in the first round. In this round, it seems like Gato's really hitting him. And he's not selling being really hit. <laughs> like, if you won't sell being slapped in the face, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't think you're going to sell anything. Uh, yeah, this, this took forever. And I think it's eight minutes. So saying it took forever is is rough.
1: Yeah, it's not ideal. Not ideal. I think my favorite moment of the match is Gato does like a dill whip where he sort of like pulls him back in and then does a drop does a drop kick where his like feet are above his head when he nails it. I'm just like, you know what? That's a cool little move there, Gato. You should have done more of that throughout the tournament to really gain my pleasure. I guess so. I
0: like the finish, Gato reversing the what is dolphin? I don't know. What does he call it the dolphin pen? I don't know what he calls it.
1: Dolphin clutch.
0: Dolphin clutch. Uh, I love a good. I've been scouting my opponents. Moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure.
0: And Delphin kicks out at three too, so I don't know what they're doing. to Gato
1: really screwed him over. Really screwed him over. I do appreciate Gato hitting a po- the power slam that guy finishing round one. And no one gives an absolute shit about it. They're just like, we, we didn't believe it then. We don't believe it now. They seem like they actually gave a crap about Delphin's clutch pin. Um, regardless if it was successful. <laughs> um, all right. We're ready to move on then. Yeah. Wild Pegasus versus black tiger. How are we feeling about this one, Dan?
0: It is exactly what you expect. Um, Eddie and Benoit, they go out there, and they're just, as so I say, they're just two of the best, not for Eddie, but for Benoit, they're just two of the best, it's all crisp, it's all stiff, um, Benoit, I don't think actually ages as well as a lot of people from the generation, like, Benoit was my favorite wrestler, I, it's gross to say, it, but for a while, he was my favorite wrestler, and I don't think he holds up as well as a lot of guys from this generation, but you can't say he's not given 110% effort, but he is throwing himself into everything. Yeah. Um, It's a little heatless, which is weird because Benoit is established as as a star in Japan at this point.
1: Yeah, I do have a sense of a couple of pros going at it to some extent with this match, where it is a little heatless and does kind of feel like, for me at least, lacks a sort of drama to it it's like okay these guys have ran this in their heads and probably ran this in some sort of training hundreds of times to some extent so that there was maybe a little bit of a juice taken out of it not saying that you can't rehearse your stuff obviously but there was some sort of lacking of organic flow to no, it no no
0: matter what no matter what the crowd did no matter what the tournament did this was the match they were having that night
1: that's yeah. very clear yeah absolutely 100% um Eddie
0: not Eddie. Benoit countered Eddie's swinging DDT by just tossing him across the ring though. And I really like that.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um Yeah, I was I was a fan of that. Eddie gets some separation, goes for the goes to the top, gets arm dragged out of the air. This is almost immediately after that uh Benoit chucked Eddie off real quick there and gets the pin. It's just as violent as a finish, as I would, way more violent than I was expecting. It's just like he got dragged straight out of the air, or buried into the mat. That's what I want on a professional, just swift and violent. Yeah, agreed. All right. Any other thoughts on Pegasus versus Tiger? Are we ready to move on?
0: I think we'll move on.
1: All right. It's great, Sasuke versus Samurai. I think this match is great, I think it rocks. I know some folks are going to probably be a little frustrated with Sasuke not selling the leg stuff, but I've watched a lot of Lucha, and I just want to see cool work being done and then that having maybe an impact on the match, maybe not in the way of direct selling of your limbs. And because Sasuke never really feels like he gives it the true (laughs) appreciation that it maybe should have deserved, I didn't get frustrated with him like acting like his legs were broken and then popping out of it so much because I never bought into his legs being absolutely crushed. Even though Al Samurai's doing some really cool stuff. With my favorite moment though being where he's got a nice leg lock on and Sasuke's like, just being a little scrappy son of a gun here and sees that Samurai's just left his leg out there and bends it over his knee while he's in a submission. It's just like, oh, this man is not a technical wrestler. But he understands leverage, and he understands that really he's just got to take what he's given to him right now. So I think this match is great. Dan, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I loved it. Um, I think this tournament's remembered for getting Sasuke over, but he's already such a star to these fans. Like They, they love him. Um, the early mat work, the, it doesn't play into the finish as much as you want, but if you go back and watch New Japan Jr. stuff— None of the mat work is going to look this good. I mean, maybe not none, but like the the, the complaints you're going to have is the mat work is boring and does nothing. This was fun. This was Samurai tying him in the knots, um, and it was it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, and then Sasuke is always fighting back, like not yeah. in a I'm a MMA fighter fighting from underneath, but in a I fucking I'm not in a I'm not in, a, in a real fight. I'm throwing spinning wheel kicks out here into absolute fucking nothing. You expect me to know how to sub this guy? He's he's dangerous. This man's dangerous. Um, but it looks like I can just I'll just bend this and see what happens. Uh, yeah, it really works. It really works. And like the ending stretch is just feels bonkers to me. Yeah,
0: everything all all everything that samurai does looks like it hurts. And Sasuke is a star, and he's and he's even with, with the mask, he's he's great at not the long-term selling, but in the moment, you believe the struggle. You believe that he's trying. He's like, this sucks. I don't want this to be happening. Almost yeah. like it's weird because they're a, they're similar sizes, but it's almost Big Brother, Little Brother stuff. No. Where Sasuke yeah. can tie him in knots, and, or not, sorry, Samurai can tie him in knots, and Sasuke doesn't know how to get out, but he knows he wants to get out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely an element to it, for sure. For sure. Um, So, kind of just to run through this finishing... <laughs> Stretch here, uh, samurai just absolutely does a nutty kneeling power bomb Sasuke that he kicks out of. Sa- samurai goes for a hurricane rana pin on pretty much a completely dazed Sa- Sasuke, like it's a Mortal combat finish. It feels like he's just like, let me hop up here, and Sasuke just takes all of that momentum that he's got that samurai is doing, and it's like, okay, nope, jackknife pin co- uh, combo, you're you're done. One, two, three and Samus gets totally taken by surprise. So, I think it rocks. I think it rocks. Any other thoughts on this one?
0: No, it definitely feels like the tournament's picking up at this point.
1: Yeah, we're definitely getting into the more of the meat. Fortunately, now we are going to talk about Jushin Lager versus Ricky Fuji. I don't think Ricky Fuji's particularly good. Dan, what say you? I concur. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh Ricky Fuji may be the biggest, definitely on the show, the biggest gap between the look and ability. He looks great. No, Comes he looks amazing. Ring. Great hair. He looks amazing. You see that, you see that hair, you see his look, you see Liger, who obviously looks amazing, like, here we go. And then it starts, you go, oh no. And
1: Liger tries. Yeah, I was gonna say, Liger really gives it his all.
0: Yeah. There's nothing to could do. Uh, I wrote, Ricky Fuji, he set Liger on the top rope, I think, and then he was on the top rope, to the middle rope, and he get a drop kick. And I wrote, I liked something that Ricky did in this match. Yes. I and think that was fair. It. Yeah. That was the only thing I liked about him. I mean, it's ugh, horrible. Yeah.
1: I think my favorite part of the match is where Liar just does a pretty nasty release German onto Ricky. And I'm just like, you know what? That's the level of unprofessionalism that I want out of wrestling. And specifically to happen to Ricky Fuji. Uh, he just launches him and lands right on the back of his head. And I'm like, okay, there we go. That's something. That's something. But all in all, like it's just Liger trying, but not really able to get much out of Ricky Fuji.
0: You hate the, you don't want to fantasy book these things, but it could have been Liger Casas.
1: Could have been Liger Casas.
0: What a much, would, what a better match. You would have had, you would have had the Benoit Eddie followed by Sasuke Samurai, followed by Liger Casas. Instead, you got this, which really, like I said, the tournament got going and then it slowed back down.
1: Yeah, it really feels like we. Hit the brakes here, which is unfortunate. And then we got Wild Pegasus versus Gato. Another match. I'm not much of a fan of. I just don't get Gato, unfortunately. Dan, where are you at?
0: This uh, almost felt like the most squashed match of the night, which is a weird move in a semifinal.
1: Yeah, like, it's like, why have Gato do everything he's done to get here? Like Benoit is not getting much out of squashing Gato at this point
0: no because you put Gato over Malenko and Delphin had them both kick out on three yep. whether you had them do it or they just did it they both kicked out on three and now Benoit just squashes them
1: eats them up yeah it's just I I don't get it I guess like I'm not going to say it sucks but I don't get it that's for sure that's for sure
0: I like the first, like, 25, 30 seconds. It starts out like they're going to, like, brawl. I'm like, okay, all right, this could be cool.
1: And then it just kind of
0: dissolves into a squash, like I said. Dave yeah. gave this three and a half stars, which is... He's a fucking madman. Which is, like, today, Dave's three and a half stars is what I would give it. Whatever it is in 2022 star rating.
1: You would give it three and a half? Yeah, for his three and a half, because it goes oh. up to seven or eight yes, or nine. You know what true. I mean? Like, he's, lot,
0: he's a lot looser back then. For his, so his rating, okay.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. I think if Dave Meltzer gave something three and a half stars, it meant stop the tape. Watch that.
1: <laughs> if it says three and a half nine now, you're like, man, that must fucking yeah. be trash. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Grace Sasuke versus Jushin Liger. Dan, tell me about it.
0: It's amazing. Um, Liger's a dickhead. Uh, my favorite Liger is probably Liger and Noah during the uh, cross promotion feud. I love him just being an asshole. And he starts off, and he destroy, destroys Sasuke early on. Uh, puts him in, like, a surfboard choke that I don't know how you... There's that, that just no way it feels fun. Um, uh, yeah, it was just a great match. This is an odd one. Maybe not maybe not that odd. But, like, when I watch this, I'm like, it's so clear that Danielson is a Liger fan. Because it feels very reminiscent of, like, Danielson. I know I reference a lot, but it's, you know, my heyday of wrestling. Danielson's Ring of Honor title run.
1: Yeah, there's definitely feels like Liger now is was not put in position to do anything beforehand, but now he's like, oh, I'm gonna do a heel here, more less subtly, because yes. he didn't feel like he had the opponents to really make that work previously, but here's like, you know what? I'm ready. Sasuke, he's from Little Dinky, Michinoku Pro. I'm from New Japan Pro Wrestling. How Dare he come in here and think he's gonna do anything against me? And I, this is really the big brothering of Sasuke here, but on a, a different sort of level. It's on a sort of a macro level, even where it's like, okay, I'm not just bullying you, I'm bullying your entire promotion. I'm bullying essentially what you stand for as a pro wrestler because you ain't shit. Uh, and that works, and they execute on that idea. And that's sick.
0: Um, there's a moment where Liger hits the fisherman buster and Sasuke kicks out and the crowd loses their mind and they pan the crowd and I love it. Uh, there's one guy in a Liger mask just sitting on his hands, looking so upset. <laughs> As upset you can look with a Liger mask on. Like just because everyone around him is is just, you know, overjoyed and he's just sitting there. It's like like who is this Sasuke guy coming in and kicking out of the fisherman buster?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot to dig about this match. I think in a lot of ways, it's sort of, I guess, before we go too into it, uh, sort of like the climax of the tournament for me. We're like, okay, this feels like it should have been the finale in a lot of ways. It definitely feels like it should have been the finals. Um, It feels like these two came in with history. I have no idea. Could have been the first time they've ever wrestled. But it feels like they came in with just history. Like they, there was more, fighting more than just this tournament match, where that was the case or not. I have no idea, unfortunately, because I'm a bad I'm student. I'm pretty of the game.
0: positive this is the first time matchup.
1: Okay, okay. So no, I think this this match just rocks. And the gif of Sasuke slipping on the ropes and while you're laughing is so. Overdone <laughs> on the internet, it feels like. Or at least maybe not now, but at a period of time, it was really used like whoa, look at this sick thing. But in the context of this match, after everything they kind of go through, like, oh no, that's perfectly encapsulates an entire match and they totally nailed it.
0: I mean, I know there's been back and forth of whether or not it was intentional or not intentional, but either it's either an amazing plan finish or one of the greatest improvs in pro wrestling history. Either way, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I, it, to me, it like, doesn't matter. I don't care to know. It's not a question that will keep me curious. I'm just like, it happened. It works. Liger reacts in the most perfect way possible. And it leads to the most perfect finish. Like that, There is no other way this match should have ended in my mind. Like, there are so few matches that feel that way where all of us okay finishes a little flat we're like okay that was a nice run but no like singular moment really just okay we've captured the essence of the match in this one brief moment and it made everything done previously worth it but I was like to put that into context like Liger suplexes Sasuke from their ape to the outside of the ring in just a really chaotic fashion right before that so there's a whole reason why Sasuke slips on the ropes more so than just it's a Sasuke sloppy and it happened any other thoughts on this one Dan?
0: for a guy I, I think this point is very clear I'm lying I do want a fantasy book uh, <laughs> yes yeah just do it <laughs> and Liger I mean Sasuke beating Liger in the finals by reversing that after the slip up that's the finish that's the cap that's you know uh. It, it was amazing. It was so great.
1: Yeah. In some ways, I'm like, okay, did New Japan just want one of their guy Well, let's we'll just get into it. Let's talk about Wild Pegas it says, versus Great Sasuke. Your Super Jacob 94 final.
0: Now, this, back at the time, this was the match. This was the five-star match. This was the one that everyone spoke about. And it's really good. It's really, really good. But it follows a better match. And that's a problem. Um, the crowds not the crowds not as heated as you wanted to be early on, just because of probably coming off of you know the semifinal. Um, Benoit's really good though, and then he goes right back to throwing Sasuke all around the ring, which I'm I'm a fan of. Um, I don't know. I think that. <sighs> I think that is really, it's really, really, really good. And I hate complimenting Benoit, but it's it's good. And he helps put over Sasuke. He doesn't eat him up, which he kind of eats up. He definitely eats up Gato. He eats up Eddie a little bit. Um, but it's not Sasuke Liger.
1: Yeah, I think this match is good, but unfortunately, I don't feel about much stronger about that. Like it doesn't feel like okay, yeah, this is just shy of Sasuke Liger. It feels like a pretty, pretty clear step down, or a couple steps down. Uh, not to say it's bad by any means, it's just like, okay, Benoit does not have the charm nor personality of Liger here. He is, a little, he is dry in comparison, and Sasuke is a ball of energy, and it doesn't feel like those two things coalesce into a great idea. I don't know why it feels like I wish I could have seen more of the throwing around, more of... Benoit not giving a shit about Sasuke, and frankly, more gobbling up of him, but it kind of worked a little bit more evenly, and it doesn't feel like Sasuke gets taken advantage of in the same way he does in the Samurai and Liger matches, which is what made those matches work, because he worked so well as a plucky underdog, and I don't think Benoit really pressured him into a diamond that he became in those two matches.
0: And I I think it's because Benoit was going to go over. They wanted to make sure that Sasuke, you know, got his end where you're right. It probably would have been better if Benoit took more of the match.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense from a booking standpoint of if your goal is to achieve Sasuke not looking rough coming out of this. But at that point, I'm like, just have him go over. How about that? He's clearly the most over guy on the show. Like at that point, I feel like that was abundantly clear. If you want to make the case for Liger, go for it. But I, I genuinely think that this was Sasuke's night. And Benoit just did not get that same treatment throughout the evening. So it was definitely interesting to see him eventually go over here. Any other thoughts, Dan?
0: Um... Post-match stuff is kind of gross because it's Benoit celebrating winning, and you don't really want that guy showered in you know triumphs. But no, like it was, it was. I think I like the match a little more than you, but similar thoughts.
1: Yeah, yeah. For me, it's hard to get energized after last match, but yeah, I don't have any bad things to say really, in the sense that like I think it's good. I think it's definitely good. I just wish I could have seen what Dave Meltzer saw. (laughs) <laughs> in 1994, as far as thinking think this was damn near five stars. All right. There we go. That's Super Jacob 94. Are we ready to get into our wrestler of the tournament and match of the tournament? Let's do it. Where did we start last time? Did we start match or wrestler?
0: I think we started match last time.
1: Okay. Let's continue with that. Let's keep, okay. keep, it, keep it going.
0: I mean, we're going to agree. It's
1: Sasuke Liger. Yeah, it's Sasuke Liger. I think... Samurai, Sasuke, it's darn close, though. I think, to me, those matches, that, that is nipping at its heels. But I would also never say to myself, yeah, I think, I don't think Liger versus Sasuke is as good. Uh, no, that's definitely the answer. So, we're in agreement. There we go. Not much more we can say other than, yeah, it delivered 100% all the way. Yeah,
0: I think wrestling's subjective. You can like what styles you like. That's the best match in this show.
1: Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. All right. What about worker? Who do you got for the best
1: worker of the tournament? Great Sasuke. I wanted to see like, is there a, a cute way to put Liger here? But because he tries for the Ricky Fuji, and I think that's admirable. But I couldn't give it to him because I do think that match is just like absolute meh. But all of the Sasuke matches are. One, to great. It's, nothing is dips below that. And he looks great in all of them. So it's like, okay. If he was just felt like someone being carried, I would maybe not lean into that. But man, he really just looks like an absolute stud in some of these matches.
0: Now, we agreed on both of them last time. So I'm going to let you know what I did. What I did is I rewatched El Samurai Motegi to try to convince myself that El Samurai was the worker of the night. <laughs> Because I love El Sabrai Sasuke so much. And I'm like, okay, well, if I can pretend to like the Wotegu match more, I could disagree with Sam. But no, it's Sasuke. (laughs)
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That is, dang. We're back at it. Back at it. Two peas in a pod. We had so many different opinions throughout this evening.
0: It is funny, yeah. We ping pong on which matches we like, but it's just some things just stand out. Yes. You know That that is the story. Sasuke is the story of this tournament.
1: Yeah, and I think that's, I, I guess, if we're going to discuss our overall thoughts of the tournament, which we really haven't done here yet, is that this is what I thought to be an okay tournament with some great highlights, some absolute great highlights. But maybe not my favorite favorite tournament I've ever seen.
0: No, it does not hold up like I wanted it to. I wanted it to be, like, I, I think maybe, like, Malenko, where we're down in the New Japan Juniors, so maybe I thought, well, maybe this will all watch it. And I'll actually like it more. It, a lot of it does not hold up, and I just don't want to watch this style of wrestling or these, or this effort of wrestling in some cases. Um, but the story of the tournament is Sasuke, and it's like we talking about how it aired on Japanese television in, in like spurts. It's probably better if you're just watching the highlights and then watching the Sasuke matches.
1: Yeah, my favorite thing to do before talking tournaments now is to watch a music video of the tournament that we're about to watch where I watched Turn of Death 3 music videos for like 20 minutes before the show. I only got a couple in before this evening, but it's a good way to watch professional wrestling. Tournaments in particular.
0: I bet, yeah, with the dives in this. With the bet. dives, are sick. Um, amazing. Lots I'm just, of power bombs, yeah, too. To,
1: just absolutely. Yeah, oh. Some of those reckless power bombs you're going to see in the are in this tournament. And I'm just like, man, could we have finished more matches with... Eddie Guerrero just absolutely decimating someone. He just kills people with this thing, and it's just like, okay, keep going. He's going to get a swinging DDT, and that's going to be the move. I'm like, no! He just murdered a man of cold blood. Let's go! Um,
0: You can definitely see, like, it doesn't hold up, but the influence does, where you see, like, oh, I see everyone from the early 2000s watch this tournament. Yeah, There's so many things that were aped and stolen directly from it.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely... One of those influential pieces of professional wrestling that sort of just ingrained itself. It's how, how Ring of Honor sort of just came to be. And how a lot of independent wrestling from those early aughts sort of existed. just because of this. All right. I'm doing my own internal rankings. We've talked about, do we want to do this? But I've, I've done my own internal rankings. And well, had... I know
0: we gave, I think we have a score at a five last time. Are we
1: doing that again? Are we doing Okay. Yeah. I think we should do that because it's, shocking and
0: disappointing because I think we gave we both gave CZW Tournament of Death a, a
1: 3.5 yes
0: 3.5 are, are we doing that. quarter
1: stars I was going to ask you because I I want to get 7 uh, I want to do 2.75
0: that okay alright I'm going to go <laughs> no I'm, I'm not I'm actually going to go
1: 2.5 okay wow that's very funny
0: because <laughs> that's a full point lower than c c w Tournament of Death 3 I understand um, it's and because I try to be positive about the, a lot of the early stuff, but I will never, ever, 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 ever watch Super Delphin versus Gato again.
1: But you'll watch Necro Butcher versus Green Phantom.
0: Tomorrow. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and like every all all those matches felt oh they're just a, a step two away from being great. Or a lot of these matches felt I don't know they had to change completely for me to think they were great.
1: Yeah, there'd be whole other aspects to them, but. I love that ass.
0: We're doing quarter stars. I'm like, yeah, never mind. 2.5.
1: 2.5. I should have gone 2.5. I should have gone 2.5, but I've, I, I need to stick to my gut here.
0: And then we're discussing the main event and I liked it a lot, but it's not a five-star match. And it's like...
1: Because I think if you
0: like Sasuke Samurai and Sasuke Liger, if I liked the main event as much as that level, I'd have to be at least a three, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I just, I just don't.
1: All right. I'm going to lower 2.5. I, I'm not going to go in my gut. I think, all right, we're, I think we're pretty aligned here doing. and I feel wrong if I do rate it above you at this point after the show. So I need <laughs> to bring it down to the ground here. Okay. You that wanna, feels dirty. It
0: feels dirty, but that's just,
1: that's how it is. That's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. I like this though. I like our ratings for the shows. It's going to paint a beautiful picture. <laughs> tournament of Death 3, ban my ass. Being just one of those all-timers that maybe will come out to be. We'll see. We'll see. Do you want to do the pleasures of announcing next episode's tournament?
0: Uh, we are watching King of the Ring 1993.
1: Another tournament I've never seen before.
0: Oh, all right. Well, it's good to get into. I feel like it's time to get into a big American tournament.
1: Yeah, it's time to get into a big American tournament. I need a little bit more. Funky fresh heavyweights in there. I need folks bigger than Green Phantom going at it. <laughs> I've trust in New York to deliver. So there we go. Dan, do you have any plugs? Uh, weird plug, but uh,
0: Eastern. Oh crap! Township <laughs> Wrestling Association—the thing that Adam Lash is involved in. All right. Here's why. Here's why. Green Mountain Classic. I'm a you just I'm talking turns. I'm a tournament guy. I'm on YouTube. They did a tournament. It's like seven matches. They got it in the playlist. It's a really fun time. I don't know that we could do a whole episode on it. We shouldn't. But I think we should,
1: though. I think we should (laughs) do a mini episode of Green Mountain Uh, Classic.
0: Which I don't. I always say I don't have time for wrestling, and I found that, and I was like, you know, he posts about it. I've always thought I want to watch it. It's a tournament. Let me sit down and watch it. I watched it in one sitting, which I don't do with a lot of wrestling.
1: Is that the Green Phantom that I'm seeing, or is it a different it, Green oh, Phantom? Oh,
0: that's why. That's the other thing. No, it's the same Green Phantom. <laughs> oh my god, Sam!
1: Okay, we're in. I'd like. I. I'm not. I don't need to be sold. This is it.
0: I almost forgot to mention the Green Phantom. Was I don't there? know how.
1: It's the, It's the connection. <laughs> That's why eyes. I said to
0: myself, it hundred percent. I was gonna plug it probably anyway, but I'm like, oh, sold. He's not in the tournament, you know, itself. He's just not the show. Otherwise, no. he just you'd just book him to win it and he'd be you know champion of yeah, life. Yeah,
1: you can't have he's gonna he's gonna steamroll everyone, shoot yeah. on them, put them in their place. So wow. can't that.
0: And then as always, if anyone's looking to buy a house or this is a real estate agent, in Ohio, Kentucky, West Virginia, hit me up.
1: Uh, you can follow the We Don't Know Wrestling podcast network at WDKWPN on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Concrete1992. Go listen to the latest episode of Quentin and Tim R, Q and T R.
0: Oh, it's uh, where Sam cheats on me talking about tournaments with somebody else.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was a bad time.
0: Just to be oh, fair. I started it. It came out like right as we're recording this. You're a big Eric Stevens guy. I'm a big Eric listen. Stevens I, guy.
1: That's what I, I love. It. What
0: I've heard so far. I'm, I'm only like an hour in, but I love what I've heard so far.
1: So yeah, everyone go listen to that. This is a this, super super Jacob ninety four. You, God believe me, is a better tournament than oh TurboGraphs twenty four. I don't. TurboGraphs twenty four is not a, a two point five.
0: So we're not going to do like a sister episode to it.
1: Maybe one day. Maybe <laughs> sooner rather than later. Uh, I feel like I need a little time to. <laughs> To heal. To heal. Um, But we'll do a tournament with Josh Bishop eventually, sooner rather than later, so we can get those, those Cleveland vibes going. I love it. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll be back next time with King of the Ring 93.